Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Jack Panda, and I bring you episodes 45 and 46 of my daily audio vlog series. For those of you that are new, this is an unedited raw flow of thoughts and feelings that quite often take us to very insightful places. Although sometimes, unfortunately, the rambles take us nowhere. That's the risk of embracing the unknown. So today is a double episode for one reason, for one reason only. Yesterday, I missed a day. I couldn't do it. I could have done it, but I didn't do it. And yeah, I've got to make up for it. How do you make up for missing a day? Do you punish yourself? Do you put yourself down? Do you think you're a failure? Or do you just pick yourself up and do better the next day? Or do double the next day? <laughs> um, I, could, I could very soon after the, the realization that I was gonna miss a day of like disappointment in myself and judging myself and just giving myself a hard time, man. Um, on the other hand, I didn't wanna just let go of it and say, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll just do another one tomorrow and continue as if nothing happened. I feel that the fair middle ground is for me to slightly punish myself and say, look, you missed a day, you do double the next day. And then that'll make sure that my mind doesn't get too comfortable and think if he misses another day, it's not a big deal, just let go. No, no. if you miss a day, you pay for it. So with that being said, yesterday, was a very busy day because I had a sacred food dinner. I co-hosted an event with my partner under the name of Sacred Food. So I'd like to talk you through a little bit about the experience, the group that we had and what came up in the space and why our dinners are not just about food a lot and that they are, we try to take the group beyond food. Um, by this I mean we're not not about delicious food because of course we are. We take a lot of pride in what we cook and the ingredients that we source and our creativity. We're very passionate and we we always go to our capacity when we deliver a meal. But that that is just the beginning at the sacred food dining experience. We started the evening with a opening circle. By this I mean we all, well, everybody was sitting at the table. We had 14 people. And there was myself and my partner, Corinna. And we went round the circle, round the table, one by one, and we asked everybody to express what is their relationship with food? What has it been? What is it now? Whatever, whatever comes up for them in the their thoughts in that moment. Don't think about it too much, just express in a few words, in a few sentences, what is your relationship with food? What's it about, you know? And it's, it's also a way to connect with the group for us as, as, the, as the hosts to just dive deep quite in, a, in quite a quick period of time to talk about something quite intimate to make that connection before we start serving the food. We don't just wanna be chefs putting food on the table, you want to make a connection with the guest, then start, you know, the food journey and take them on the journey. So, you know, certain things came up, like one, one girl 
um, expressed her past with eating disorders and how she'd come a long way since then. Um, other people said they were indifferent. It's just food you just put in your body. You know, others said that um, they they um, appreciate it in a very meditative um, setting. So they really like take their time and sit and chew. And so it's just really interesting to go around and see the diversity of relationships because we all have our own unique unique relationship with food. And to then what another girl said, which makes makes a good point for this food relationship. She was saying that if she looks at the way she's eating or what she's eating, it always mirrors, it always reflects for her, her state of being in that moment, what she's going through in her life, her mood, her thoughts, her feelings. It's always a reflection. Food is, the relationship we have with our food is a reflection of ourselves and what we're going through on a personal level. That's, that's, that's the, the powerful transcendent part that we want to bring to the table beyond just eating food. We want to use food as, as a tool to really tap into nearly like, like therapeutically, like use food as a therapy, eating as a therapy, you know, go deep. What is, what is your gut? What is your food trying to tell you? Your body trying to tell you what is this? What is your relationship with food, which is a daily thing, three, four times a day that you sit down and eat? What's it trying to tell you? Yeah. It's fascinating. You, you could ask someone what their diet is or what they eat or how they eat. And that tells you so much about a person, their personality, their outlook in life, the way they approach things in life, you know, it's fascinating. So that was the first step. The second step. So we, we, we promised them a three course meal. As I said to them, I lied, end up being four courses. We always like to bring that extra little um, appetizer to the beginning of the meal. So the first course was just open because they were quite hungry as well. We did the opening circle. We served the starter, the appetizer, which was a really simple, nice local cheese with a lula jam from Colombia that I brought back from my travels. Um, some black garlic, which is fascinating. They, they ferment it for um, a few weeks. Um, that was on a piece of toast. And then we had some homemade dolma de rose, which is the vine leaf, the life, sorry, the life, the leaf of a, a grape tree that's been soaked in brine. And then you roll some rice inside with some other bits and bobs, and then you cook it. And normally you buy them, you buy them in a tin. Not many people really know or would make them, but it's quite simple to make. And it's fascinating what you can do with a leaf, right? From a tree. Um, anyway, then we go into round number two, second course. For this course, we have decided that we want to blindfold the guests. So one, it's sensory deprivation. So a lot of what we experience is through the eyes, right? So shut them off and the whole experience changes. I don't know if you know, there's a restaurant chain in Europe called Dans Le Noir. You actually have the whole dining experience in the pitch, in the pitch black, in a dark room. Um, I haven't experienced it myself personally. I've only um, had a couple of meals blindfolded, but I'm sure it's similar. And what it does, it is really, obviously people 
some people continue to talk and relate with the people on the table, but ultimately it really brings you inside the body. Um, and you have to you have to be present because you have to you know find your fork or find the plate and be be more careful when you're when you're eating if you don't want to spill it. Is it hot? Is it cold? And then also the playfulness of guessing what you're eating. You know this game. And there was one of the tables that they were, you know, oh, I think this is this, and no, 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 it's this, and everyone's like guessing and playing. So it's quite a playful game as well for the table. So that was course number two: blindfold, sensory deprivation of the eyes, and obviously for each person it's a different experience. But you go within, and also there's this play- playful game of guessing what you're eating. Um, going into round three course number three which is like the main course uh, the blindfolds came off and we invited the group to be in silence number one and number two we removed we only put cutlery on the table for the first two courses so time when the the main course was served there was no cutlery on the table just a serviette and we invited them to eat with their hands so eating with hands and in silence what's the what's the intention here um, well, obviously it's a common thing to eat with cutlery, but if we really look at what it is, what it means is that we've got this piece, this knife or this fork, this metal object that disconnects us from our food. Apparently, when you touch food with your hands, the body picks up that, or recognizes that you have food and it, start to, it starts to prepare instantly your mouth, your enzymes, your stomach, right? So there's a process. Obviously, before that, even before you touch the food on your your plate or that you're going to eat with your hand, the process of collecting the food, that already starts to ignite the digestive tract. Can you only, you only imagine if you take the process of collecting, the process of cooking, and then you put a fork in your hand, you're just going straight in for the kill. So you're just putting food straight into your mouth without any any notice. So no... No, uh, nothing's letting the body know that food is coming in. How does this impact the digestion? Well, <sighs> you can only imagine, right? <laughs> so that's one. To connect people with the food, for them to feel the textures in their hand as well, it's just a very different experience. I can, I can assure you that it tastes different. It tastes different. It, you slow down because it's a little bit messier. It's not as easy, especially if you're not used to it. Um... Yeah, it's just really, you're getting intimate with your food. You know when I'm, I'm cooking in the kitchen and I, and I touch food and I mix with my hand, I'm doing a salad and I'm dressing it, people want to dress it and mix it with a metal spoon or a wooden spoon. I'm like, no, feel it, massage the leaves, massage the dough, you know, fucking feel the food, touch the food, ah, connect with it. You know that you're transmitting your energy into that food when you touch it. Don't disconnect yourself from it. We're so disconnected by so many layers. Our shoes, cutlery, clothes, houses. It's like we're we're, we're scared and hiding from nature. Don't let the bugs in. Oh, there's a fly. Oh, there's a bit of dirt. You know? It's like, of course, we're going to be transhumans. We fear touching food with our hands. Oh, don't be dirty. Oh, how can you eat with your hands? Oh, use a fork. Be polite. You know? Like all this bullcrap that separates us from feeling our food, connecting with our food. Anyway, that's part of it. The second part was in silence, which is inspired 
very much so by um, both mine and Karina's experience with Vipassana, which is a week-long retreat um, in silence. And yeah, up until that moment, they were talking nonstop, the whole group. And as soon as I said the word silence, the room dropped dead, you know? There was such a, an openness and willingness to embrace the silence. And what happens when you eat in silence and there's people around you? Um, there's more awkwardness. Sometimes we use conversation to distract ourselves from eating, to distract ourselves from being watched while we're eating. You know, there's in that silence, there's a lot of witnessing and you start to pick up on things that you don't normally pick up on. This is, this is what Vipassana does for people. It gives you the space and the silence to really take note and become aware of certain aspects of yourself and your mind and your patterns and the way you, you think and you do and how talking and compulsive talking, which comes from compulsive thinking, <laughs> is, is just a big distraction sometimes. We talk so much nonsense, you know? which takes us away from just enjoying the food. How about we just sit there and embrace the flavors, the textures, use them as focus points to just be present. And really, it does really intensify the experience, that silence. Going forward onto course number four, which is the dessert. Um, we just wanted to invite the group to come together because they're on separate tables. They were initially going to be in two separate rooms. So the idea of, of course, number four, the, f the finale, the sweet dessert, was to bring everybody together on the same table. Um, so they all gathered around the table quite, obviously, uh, quite tightly. Um, but they all had their, their warm dessert. And yeah, they were just sharing and expressing and talking about their experiences from the, from the previous two courses. So that was really, really nice. Um, meanwhile, me and Karina were in the kitchen washing up, really, really tired. At this point, I was thinking, man, I need to go and do my podcast, you know? <laughs> I can't miss a day. It's been 44. I can't miss day 45. You know, and there was this, there was this battle going on. It's like, should I go outside? Should I go and record quickly? And I didn't. Um, and for that reason today, I am going to be doing 20 minutes instead of 10, two episodes in one. Going back to the sacred food experience. We are super excited about the visions that we had for 2020 um, because my, my trajectory has, especially in the last two or three years, has been traveling and hosting events at different venues. So you have to constantly adapt to the environment, um, which sometimes causes limitation and sometimes gives you opportunity because some kitchens that I've worked in or done events in are amazing and others are shitholes. So it's, it's challenging and you're always changing. So every event's different. There's a lot of uncertainty. Um, so this idea of having our own home, having our own kitchen, having our own spices, having our own equipment, you know, investing in nice uh, tableware, in candles, in plates, cutlery, uh, everything, you know, making just creating a sacred space to dive into our sacred relationship with sacred food. And really, like, just invite people into the space and take them on a trip. Like, really. So, this was just the beginning. This was our first official sacred food experience yesterday with 13 beautiful people. 
but it's just open up and confirm so many visions that we have. We're going to be taking uh, groups of six people maximum um, on this journey at our home, you know, with sound, with touch, with movement, with smells, with aromas, with textures, with you know, sharings, talking, expression, um, and just really, obviously, each group is going to be unique, and we're going to we're going to go off on tangents, and depending on each person in that group and their relationship with food, we're just get, there's just going to be it's just going to be a very um, open co co creative space at the same time, you know, but with a foundation, foundation where we have what we need when it comes to equipment with the food the space, and we can also experiment. It's a space for experimentation. And I'm super excited, super, super, super excited about that. Today, this afternoon, I was, I was listening to um, Kai Pacha. He's an astrologist, and he does YouTube videos on a weekly basis. That's Kai Pacha, K-A-Y-P-A-C-H-A. He's such a character, um, but the information that he shares is very interesting and he talks about you know what's going on on a weekly basis um, based on the astrology the planets the alignments and and whatnot and he was talking about how this week this coming week is all about um, new ventures but for them to birth having to let go and end others and I just totally feel that in this moment of my life I am transitioning from the nomadic lifestyle of change, being unrooted, being free to do and travel and meet and adapt and embrace uncertainty and uh, not have any ties and know that I can do anything anytime I want to totally the opposite, like getting a house committing to it, you know, my running every day, doing my podcast every day, um, and, and, and the beauty that I'm finding in routine, the calmness. I was living as a nomad, quite a chaotic, even though I was very calm in my inside, there's only so much you can do to maintain that calmness when you're constantly moving in chaotic environments. Um, and I was on a different diet then, I wasn't in a relationship, I just feel that all these new components in my life are grounding me, they're bringing all the things that I've learned in that chaotic exploratory five years are now going to be able to take shape, solidify, and, and then bear some fruit maybe in a few years. Um, but whilst you're floating in that world of creativity, not much can happen if you don't have a commitment, a long-term um, relationship, whether it's with your business, with your partner. Um, yeah, so I'm really feeling into, um, feeling grateful that something that I envisioned, which was to ground myself and commit myself to something and dedicate myself to something and grow it for the long term, I thought I was never gonna be able to do that um, just because I didn't feel it in my body I just felt like exploring and traveling and being free. Now that's manifesting. So that's super exciting. Anyway, as I already knew, 20 minutes for me is easy to talk. I'm coming up to that now. So without a recap today, 
I'm going to leave you with this 20 minutes. I hope you enjoyed. I hope, yeah, if you listen to this and you're interested in experiencing sacred food at our new home in 2020, please reach out to us. We're also going to um, be hosting people on a short-term basis. We're going to have a spare room. So if someone wants to come and stay for a couple of weeks and dive deep into their relationship with food, with our with our help or um, just just maybe not our help, but they need the space. Sometimes we just lack the space to dive deep and experiment with something. As long as it's in, in line with um, our values and doesn't disrupt anything, we want to welcome people into our space um, and facilitate their journey with food and, and obviously with themselves. And yeah, what more can I say? Uh, thank you for listening and I'll speak to you tomorrow. Ciao for now.